Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. gentlemen to another episode of agents of mace today we are continuing our watch show of jessica jones we are on episode five the sandwich saved me i believe is the title of the episode <laughs> um and it's really funny because i you know we'll, we'll we'll start at the beginning but the titles of the episode it, it's weird having watched the disney plus shows now and seen I feel like there's maybe a little more thought put into the title of the episode. It's not necessarily just like a line straight out of the show. It's usually like some sort of theme that happens in the show or something like that. Um, but it's funny to watch this Jessica Jones show and see that not all of them, but a good number of the episodes are like lines from the episode. Uh, so I don't know if they were <laughs> just lazy or it, they were just trying to be funny. I don't know. Hey, um, my favorite murder does the same thing. They just pick the most random phrase out of their episode, <laughs> and that's the title of the episode. Yeah, I mean, if it works, it works, I guess. Uh, you know, who's complaining about the episode titles? But I, it's just something I noticed when I was like, wait, this one's literally called The Sandwich Saved Me, and somebody says that in the episode. <laughs> uh, but this episode is a lot of backstory and then a heist of sorts. Um, so the whole like first, I don't know, two thirds of the episode probably is is more backstory than anything. Um, really just explaining sort of like how Jessica started, how Jessica found out she had powers and then how Jessica found out or not found out, I guess, how um, Kilgrave found out about Jessica. <laughs> so two two like completely different things that all kind of are semi-explained in the episode. Um, Jessica works sort of like a dead-end job. Um, you know, not, not a huge, uh, huge fan of the job. Um, she also is working as a sandwich selling <laughs> for selling sandwiches. I don't know. She has like flyers and she's dressed like a sandwich. She's a mascot for sandwiches while also being a sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she sees a little girl walk out into the street <clears throat> and a car is going to hit her. Classic, classic moment um, for a superhero to save someone. She jumps and punches the car and then a guy yells at her, get out of the street sandwich or something <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> hey get off the road you stupid sandwich that's the line um, which you know for someone who is driving a car and somebody jumps in front of the car and like stops it with their hands I feel like get out of the road stupid sandwich <laughs> is not the first thing that would run through my mind <laughs> uh, I would be a little bit more like whoa what just happened like did you stop the car with your hand Are we you don't we don't all have rotters 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, this is New York, so you know, maybe they don't care that she has superpowers. Also, I don't really know what the timeline is. Um, in the flashback, she looks exactly the same as she looks during the show. So I don't know if this is pre. I mean, it has to be pre Attack on New York, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like pre people knowing about the Avengers or Tony Stark at least. So um, it is interesting that that the first thought is get out of my way. Not, oh my gosh, you are a superhuman. And then from there, we kind of see that Kilgrave is like, oh, you're a superhero because she saves Malcolm from a bunch of muggers. Uh, this is sort of like, so last episode we found out that Malcolm's working for Kilgrave. Um, we don't really know how long, we don't really know how that started. Um, but we know that there's a connection between Malcolm, Kilgrave, and Jessica, um, which kind of comes into play a little bit later. Uh, Jessica has Malcolm, like, locked up in her bathroom, uh, yeah. seemingly still under the effects of Kilgrave. Yeah. Uh, it's a little creepy because it's, she doesn't really seem to be, like, helping him. Yeah, it's... it's If she thinks she's helping him separate from Kilgrave and also, like, step away from what appears to be a drug addiction, this is probably not the way to go. Uh, it's withdrawal coming in from every direction and she's just got him chained up in a bathroom. Um... But I mean, she's she's not a doctor. She's a superhero alcoholic. So what does she know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a little sketchy, and uh, on top of being sketchy, it's also a little strange because, again, in this in the show, I feel like Kilgrave's powers aren't ever really fully explained. Um, in the comics. It's like his pheromones. That's what people causes people to do stuff. Also, it's a comic book, so like sometimes that means nothing. Sometimes it means everything. So in the show, you would think like, okay, if she kept Malcolm away from him long enough, and it was just pheromones, that maybe he would break the spell and be good. Mm-hmm. But seemingly, he's been away from Kilgrave for a while now. Doesn't seem to matter. No, it is definitely something different on on the show, like a like a psychic bond that takes. It seems like it has to wear away almost, or be separated mm-hmm. by a really, really, really far distance, um, mm-hmm. based on the advice that uh, Jessica's given to victims and things like that. So yeah, it's definitely different from the comics. Apparently, I haven't read the comics, but. <laughs> Uh, it's, it doesn't seem like it's something that is pheromone based because if it was it seems like you could probably just put on one of the masks that we're all too familiar with now uh, having lived through a pandemic and be good yeah, yeah. well I'm pretty sure there's even a, a moment in one of the comics where people just plug their nose yeah, like they seems... literally just put plugs in their nose and then they're good he doesn't affect them yeah just put on a public service announcement plug up your nose there's a guy who can make smells to make you do stuff so don't yeah. do it <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it seems like, it seems like, you know, in the, in the show, and again, in the comic books too, it's like sometimes that works and then sometimes, I don't know, people don't think about it or or something. Um, (laughs) They're just like, I can't breathe through my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But you just think like, man, he's really powerful, but it seems like a, also really easy to counter. If you just plugged your nose, and yeah, he's not a—he's not so big you. and scary. If it's just he makes smells, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so. him preying on you psychologically—that is very, very scary. Yeah, well, and that's the thing that's—that's that's a little confusing about the show too. Is like we don't know—is it a mixture? Is it smells and his voice? Can can he get you with just talking to you? Because then you could just wear it your earmuffs right yeah Plug your ears and you're good and then he can't get you which okay talking about that that's sort of 
something that we see the beginning of in this episode mm-hmm. when they're talking about where, like, what they're going to do when they catch him, where are they going to put him. You know, just like everyone probably has laying around, they have, like, a bulletproof glass soundproof prison cell that they can put him in in yeah. their safe house. So, Like for Magneto, but not with metal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so so it is almost like it's it's audible powers that he has yeah something although i do love the idea of it being like like the plastic kind of container form and every once in a while just a little thing of febreze just drops in it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's one of those little spray canisters that sounds like someone sneezing really quietly (laughs) and then you jump whenever it happens automatically right oh my god And then, and then he does that every time he comes into his little jail cell. Like, Maybe, what if they just, like, <laughs> covered him with, uh, like, air fresheners? Oh, like the little, like, the little yeah. pine ones? Yeah, like, put him in a bag, and it was just covered in those. Loop him over his ears. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be fine. No one, yeah. I'd be like, I'm not getting close enough to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's funny because I... I say recently, I guess it was like a month ago, a little longer. Um, finally watched Black Adam. Okay. And there's a whole part where they they like catch him and then they catch him in human form and so they put this mask on his face so he can't talk. So he can't say Shazam and turn into Black Adam. Oh man, that's a pretty it, easy fix. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For for like a guy that rivals Superman in his power and ability. Yeah, that's what the trailers made it look like. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't so, watched Black Adam out of protest. Out of protest. <laughs> uh, we are a uh, Marvel podcast, mm-hmm. so we we won't get super into it. But we won't. Um, not it's not, it's not great. Um, it seems sort of like any movie that The Rock makes. It's more so about The Rock looking cool than it is about any sort of storyline or anything. Um, Pierce Brosnan's in it, though. He's cool. Oh, yeah. I like Pierce Brosnan. So. Yeah, wasn't... Okay, wasn't he in Hot Fuzz? <laughs> wasn't he the dude in Hot Fuzz? Pierce... Mm, no. I think he... He's in, wasn't, was he in Hot Fuzz? I think, he's, I think he's one of the bad dudes in Hot Fuzz. I mean, um, obviously he's James Bond. We know no, he's James Bond. Pierce he's Brosnan. In, um, he's in... Oh, what is the one where they go to all the bars? Uh, the World's End? Yes, that's the one that Pierce Brosnan's in. Is he in both of them? <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for a quick Google. No, he is not. Uh, it's the other James Bond that's in Hot Fuzz. Timothy Dalton! Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay. All right, I was getting, I was getting my Edgar Wright lines crossed. Okay. Pierce I mean, Brosnan was suggested to play Simon Skinner, but he did he did not get the role. I mean, like nothing wrong with Timothy Dalton though. None of us are mad yeah. at Timothy Dalton. Yeah. But he is in the World's End, so he is in one of the Cornetto trilogy movies. Yes, and all wonderful, all wonderful. Not a bad one in the bunch. But yes, Black Adam. Haven't watched it yet, even though it is free on my HBO Max, because I'm still so upset what they've done to Henry Cavill. I might not ever get over it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why? He's he's going through a lot right now, you know. I mean, he's like, he seems like he is personally doing great. He's getting his yeah, Warhammer yeah, yeah. show he's always wanted to do. He's finally left Witcher, which was being mean to him and yeah. acted like he's a big dork whenever he just, you know, locks the source material. Yeah. And if that man wants to be a big dork, it's okay. Yeah, he and what's the other one? What's the guy um who was in Magic Mike? Uh, Channing Tatum. No, no, the other one, the one who's doing the D and D, all the D and D stuff now. Hmm. Magic Mike D and D. Don't know. Like the you mean the one that just came out with Chris Pond? Uh, I think yeah, I think he was a part of that. Uh, Joe Manganiello. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's like a he's like someone that you would look at and not think he likes D and D, but he's like one of the biggest D&D fans and he has been pushing for like years to get a D&D movie made and they finally did it and now I think I just read that he got 
he got a series or something. He's like direct. He's writing and directing a D and D series. Good for him. Yeah, that it's is like, look awesome. At all these, look at all these. Like you know, you look at him and you're like, ah, oh, look, he's Henry Cavill, Superman. It's like, no, he's just a nerd. He just wants to play video games. He and... is just a nerd. <laughs> Lest yeah. we forget, he was also in Stardust, which is a nerd property. And you don't be Superman without being a little bit into Superman, so. Yeah, just let him be nerdy. Just let him at, uh, be nerdy. Look at um, look at what it did for Deadpool. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is like, been I like Deadpool and he's slinking around it. <laughs> all these years with his secret nerddom, yeah. and now he's turned it into a very very profitable personal brand. <laughs> Exactly. And we are going to get back to uh, Jessica Jones, I promise. But uh, really quick, because I saw something the other day and it uh, validated my theory in my own head. Um, it was previews of merchandise or something for Daredevil 3. Daredevil? Not Daredevil. Deadpool, sorry. <laughs> Deadpool 3. Uh, so many Marvel things. Um, and it was like a cartoony drawing of um, Deadpool and Wolverine. And they were like next to each other, with, you know, like Cute. friends. Yeah. And immediately I thought to, do you remember like four years, it felt like, mm -hmm. before we got Deadpool, they leaked the scene where he like blows up all the cars on the highway? Perhaps. And I don't know that anyone knew that it was a leak. Everywhere that I saw it was like, oh, look at this fan-made Deadpool trailer movie thing. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wish they would make that. And then that movie came out, and that exact scene was in the movie. Mm. It was obviously like, you know, they had colored it a little more, and they would added some more effects, and it was a little cooler. But it was bare bones the same scene. So then I started thinking, you know what? I have said since the beginning that I think Hugh Jackman is not going to be Wolverine in this Deadpool movie as much as we want it. I think he's it's just going to be a funny thing where he's in the movie as Hugh Jackman. And then I started thinking, oh my gosh, all of this, all of this stuff that we've gotten between the two of them where it's like Ryan Reynolds, but in his Deadpool costume, acting like he's Deadpool sitting with Hugh Jackman mm -hmm. talking about being in Deadpool 3 as Wolverine, I was like, no, what if this is in the movie? What if this is a scene from the movie? And the, Hugh Jackman's role in the movie is to be Hugh Jackman talking about being in the movie. Yeah, I would, okay. I'm okay with this movie. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I want to see it today. And even, even if it is not, even if it is a real movie... <laughs> If they can just do a whole bunch more of these for the Blu-ray extras. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would be... Give us a, a whole be series. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, if they did... I know there is the docuseries right now that is about uh, Wrexham United that, uh, that mm. uh, Ron Reynolds bought with uh, Rob McElhaney, I believe. Mm -hmm. If they did that, but it was just about Ron Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's friendship, yeah, I would watch the daylights out of that show. Hulu, yeah. take my money. Roku channel. I will finally break down and subscribe to the Roku channel. What about stars? Nobody has stars. Oh boy, nobody does have stars, do they? Like that Not was everything goes to stars. That was my go-to whenever I had actual satellite TV in high school. Like I watched stars <laughs> all the time, and now not a soul, not no. a single soul. Nope. And it's always the one movie that I want to watch. It's like, well, it's on stars. And I'm like, yeah, but no one has stars. No, oh, gosh. If it's not if it's not on Peacock with no ads, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll make our way back to Jessica Jones. But okay, we're was, here. We're uh, here. <laughs> yeah, that was a quick break. Brought to you by uh, Deadpool 3 and not Black Adam. And um, not Black Adam. Never yeah. Black Adam. Uh, <laughs> Wait, sorry. I'm putting a pin in Black Adam to come back to later because I'm still mad about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, <laughs> um, so let's get to the the fun part about this episode. Uh, we get a heist. Uh, it's planned like a heist. 
it's uh, enacted like a heist. There's not great heist music, which kind of stinks because that would make it even more fun. Uh, it's a little bit more, they make it so like intense and it's like, nah, just put some fun like and I'd be like, oh, this is fun. Um, but Trish and her new boyfriend, uh, Will, the police guy, mm-hmm. uh, and Jessica are all like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and we're going to shoot Kilgrave with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's the plan. <laughs> and I, I literally wrote in my notes, bag him and tag him. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's exactly what they are going to do. And the only person who's trying to be even a little bit conspicuous is the police guy. Um, who, by conspicuous, I mean he's walking around with his hand in a brown paper bag. Like, I, does anyone ever do that? No, I'm the dumbest no. person alive, and I would notice that. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay. Uh, and guess what? Kilgrave notices too. Um, I think he's a little more tipped off because Jessica's being all weird while she's talking to him, but you know, either way, he's tipped off. He's going to get away, but boom, he gets shot with a tranquilizer dart and all is well. They pick him up. Everyone in the street is just kind of like, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, don't worry about it. And (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, everyone's like, all right, that's fine. Uh, and so they put him in the car and they drive away with him uh as soon as they get back to their little hideout um all of a sudden a bunch of random guys show up to save Kilgrave, uh and a fight breaks out and you're kind of like i get that jessica is You have to look at it through the lens of, like, these people are just people and they're being controlled by Kilgrave, so Jessica doesn't want to hurt them. hmm But they're, like, tasing her with, like, stun batons and stuff. hmm Like, three of them. And she's still standing up. And I just keep thinking, like, when she when she's fighting them, why wouldn't she break the tasers? Yeah, that she seems like just... a good option when compared with breaking the the people. Yeah, yeah. And she always just kind of like shoves or throws the people. But then they get back up and guess what? They still have the taser in their hand. Just so then they the just tasers. shock her again. Yeah. Stomp those just tasers. Break them. Just squeeze them and break them. And, and then you're good. Then they wouldn't tase you to the point where you get knocked out. And Kilgrave gets away. And I'm trying to remember from this episode... Were they the ones that shoot out the thingy that does distance, or the one they the small one that you have to get close and actually touch them with the thingy? So they had different ones. I think okay. some of them had like batons, mm-hmm. and then some of them had like just a hand taser. Mm-hmm. And I think she does get shot with one, but she just pulls it out. Ugh. So I think that was the end of that one. Um. But yeah, it was just kind of like, man, I feel like you could have fought them off and still had Kilgrave. It was like four guys. Also, did they only bring the one dose of tranquilizer? Why weren't they darting all these dudes? (laughs) That's That's a good question. Also, where'd they get the tranquilizer? I know he's a police officer, but like, is that just a thing that they have? They have tranquilizer guns? I would hope not, but maybe. (laughs) So... I don't know. It's it's like a very exciting moment when they go and they catch him and throw him in the van and drive to the hideout and then the fight breaks out and you keep thinking like, yeah, they finally got him. And then it's just kind of like blah, like almost convenient that he gets away. Um, Big disappointment. Yeah. And now we're back to square zero. Merely five episodes into a 13 episode series. <laughs> I'd like pick it up story. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kilgrave has a security detail that's a bunch of random people, I guess. Um, and like, he's vulnerable. She has him in her clutches 
and doesn't immediately kill him. It doesn't make any sense. Like, she might be like, well, I want him to, like, face me, and I want to talk through everything. I want him to know what a, you know, you know sack of crap he is or something. No, 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 no. This is a serial predator. You have precious few seconds while he is incapacitated. Yeah. Do something. You have super strength. Just punch him in the throat. God. That's I was I was just about to say like if you don't want to kill him just crush his windpipe or whatever his vocal cords and mm-hmm. then he can't trick you and talk and mind control you anymore. <laughs> Find where his pheromone pouches. Yeah, pull it out. Uh, yeah, it just seems like such an easy fix that because like you said it's not just he's not just like a bad guy. It's not just like a guy stealing stuff or trying no. to like blow stuff up or something. He literally can control you by just telling you what to do. He has do made it. someone murder their parents. Like, yeah. there's there's not a limit on the kind of devastation he can cause. Exactly. And yet we still, we just want to take a moment to, I guess, live... With the realization that we've captured him. And he gets away. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, it's all over. No, it's not. It's not over. Until you stab him. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they'll catch back up to him again. Although now it will probably be harder because he will be on guard. Um, that was kind of their one chance. I mean. He's, he's like one of the bubble boys now where he's got a little thingy all the time. Yep. So he can yep. protect himself against darts and tranquilizers. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, we, he already, we see that he already has some way for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. People to track him and a team of people that will be there to protect him. So if that was, if he was vulnerable and still had all that in place, like now he's definitely not vulnerable anymore. Uh He is going to be like locked up in a house. They probably won't have that shot again. So, and at this point I don't really remember what happens next. So I don't even remember like, I don't, and I oh, don't do get another know. shot again. <laughs> this is the last episode that I have seen up until this point. And okay, there are there are three major plots that are happening in this episode. And I say major with a, a huge grain of salt. So we've got this one where they're trying to capture Kilgrave. They do, and he gets away. Mm-hmm. We've got the the um, backstory uh, story <laughs> where we're saying what Jessica was like when she was trying to be a regular superhero with, uh, you know, the fun, what I assume was a comically accurate costume being a suggestion to be, uh, I think, Jewel. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, sandwich shenanigans. And it's, that that one is at least a lot of fun because we get to see a brighter, sunnier Jessica to an extent. <laughs> uh, this appears yeah. to be pre-alcoholism. Uh, she does <laughs> think that she can maybe be a superhero. But then we also have this weird thing happening with, um, what is the young lady's name? The one who did, you know, shoot her parents. Hope. Hope. Yeah. Hope. Hope. Something is going on in the jail with Hope where I, it's not clear yet to me what it is, but by the end of the episode, she's got some other big lady beating her up in her bed at jail. 
So I don't know yeah. what kind of prison scraps Hope's getting into, but it doesn't look like things are going well for her in yeah. the jail. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird storyline too because we see her earlier asking for money, mm-hmm. trying to get Jessica to give her money, um, and then yeah, she's she gets like beat and then maybe maybe shanked. We don't know. Yeah, um, so we don't know if she's alive anymore, or if, if that's a storyline anymore, if that was just kind of them wrapping up that storyline. Like, we're not um, worried about Hope anymore. She got shanked in jail. Yeah, yeah. and But we don't know, like, was that Kilgrave? Perhaps. Or, or maybe she's just... <laughs> Maybe she's just caught beef with the other prison lady. Uh, yeah, she could. Yeah, she could just cause some problems, and mm-hmm. or or it could have been one of those things like they found out she killed her parents, and they were like, "That's not cool," and so then they <laughs> killed like... her. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it, the storyline is weird because again, I we're to the point now where I don't really remember. I remember like two things, and I remember how it ends, but I don't remember how they get from here to there, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember if we see hope again or not. So, it will be interesting moving forward, <laughs> uh, because yeah, it's like it's like we're watching it for the first time all together again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of build up for kind of everything to fail at the end. Uh, five episodes in to thirteen episode series, so like not even at the halfway point yet, and it kind of felt like. Maybe we were at the halfway point. Like everything almost happened and then it didn't. Um, so I feel like there's a lot more disappointment to be had. Gosh. Uh, in these next couple episodes. We're like kind um, of at the third way point, which is not a thing. Well, I guess it is for this, yeah. Um, maybe they maybe they catch him again. I know at one point he gets in that, that cell where he can't talk. Because <laughs> they just, I don't, I still don't. I can't comprehend who whose safe house it is and why they have this weird bulletproof, soundproof, mm-hmm. glass dome room thing. But comic book, people got all kinds of stuff. Guy flies around the world in a suit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. We will we'll see. see. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have some other exciting stuff to talk about outside of Jessica Jones. Yes. Uh, sort of in the vein of new Marvel stuff coming up. Yes, yes, uh, yes. We got a Secret Invasion trailer uh, dropped this week. And, or, yeah, this week. And uh, another trailer for Enter the Spider-Verse, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which we recognize isn't MCU <laughs> uh, canon, but it is still fun and it is a... Marvel property, so we're it's all canon about. now that we're in the multiverse. We can claim everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can, yeah, we can claim what we want and we can drop what we don't want. Um, that's the important part, Sony. Um, so let's do Spider Verse first, mm-hmm. um, just because it is sort of a standalone thing. Uh, so we get a glimpse at some more Spider Men mm-hmm. that are going to show up. Um, which is cool. I really liked the first movie. I highly doubt that I'm not going to like this one. Um, they still got the same sort of animation style going on. It is weird because I feel like in the first one, it was a big thing that for most of the movie, Miles was animated at a different frame rate mm-hmm. until he like kind of came into his own as Spider-Man. And then he was at the same frame rate as Peter Parker. Um, And it was kind of a way for them to show graphically his progression. Uh, But it seems like in the trailer, he sort of has that slower frame rate. Maybe he's doubting himself. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I haven't seen the movie, so maybe there is a reason to it. But for me, it just kind of seems like I, I don't want them to do the same thing again. I don't want this movie to be a copy-paste of the first movie with some different people. 
I don't either, but I, I expect really great things out of out of the movie, given uh, the cast and all the creative team that's involved. And I am very excited that we get a baby Spider-Man in this. Peter <laughs> B. Parker now has a baby that he has perhaps poorly chosen to bring with him on this multiverse adventure. <laughs> or, or maybe not. Maybe the baby is super Spider-Man. It might be. I mean, I do think that it doesn't it do a web shooter <laughs> like this toddler so, yes. baby <laughs> does yeah. a web shooter yeah. and got to got to teach the kid the ropes, I guess. Get some Literally, hands on yeah. experience <laughs> for your toddler. But I th- the, the cutest thing is that he has to wear like a little baby Bjorn <laughs> to carry <laughs> the baby around. <laughs> so we're I'm looking forward to some A plus baby content. In the new Spider-Verse movie. And we will definitely get it. Yes. Uh, I really hope that we... So we get Spider-Man 2099 or mm-hmm. 2029, whatever. Mm-hmm. We call him future. Oscar Isaac. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we get Oscar Isaac Spider-Man. Um, who is one of one of my uh, favorite ones from when I was a kid. Uh, I wasn't super into those comics, but I always thought like his was like the coolest universe because he was in like this weird cyberpunk future, and then he had those cool arm blade things that I was always kind of concerned. Like while he was swinging, like don't like accidentally swing into your own web and like cut it. You know that seems like a poor design for your suit. But... Yeah, it seems likely that that would happen at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but he also drove a motorcycle, which Oh, you know, never mind. Like a space a space <laughs> motorcycle. So maybe he didn't swing around a lot. I don't know. Uh, but I was excited to see that that uh, that Spider-Man's going to make an appearance. Um and hope we get Cyborg Spider-Man cuz that's another one that I really liked as a kid. Um I want more of this as long as they can keep up the story and the writing mm-hmm. i think as soon as that starts to slip and get a little lazy it's gonna not be as fun or exciting to watch and it'll be more like Ugh, great another spider-verse movie where they shoehorn a bunch of you know spider-man into it um i do hope that there are more spider-man in this one that we haven't seen in the trailers i know that was a thing of the first one they kind of showed them all in the trailer and then you watch the movie and you're like, Oh, I was kinda hoping there was maybe like one more right. we and hadn't seen yet. I would like to see some of the originals come back as well because so far we haven't seen them in the trailers, but it would be mm. fun to have them be part of this new movie. Mm. Yeah. Even if even if it's just like the beginning it would make sense. It would be weird if they only showed because Gwen was from a different universe right yeah gwen was one of the um other universe spider persons um yeah and so yeah i think it'd be fun to have uh, cameos from like spider-man noir and uh penny parker and the crew yeah (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully fingers crossed uh i don't know the release date for that but it is soonish i want to say it's july i think it's july that sounds right I'm, I'm on a computer i can look uh spider <laughs> we do have verse. access to the internet <laughs> uh 2023 That's... Good yeah june <laughs> yes it so, was uh, i will remind everyone this was supposed to be released last october yeah it which is my another birthday. another uh and it was delay, also supposed to be delay. like a movie and now it's two movies. I guess the story is too big for a movie. So now it's two movies. <laughs> Classic. Uh, well, speaking of June releases, the other trailer that we got was Secret Invasion, uh, which is set to come out on Disney Plus uh, June 21st, I believe. Mm-hmm. At least that's what the last article that I saw about it said. So, that sounds right. Um, question. I don't know if anyone listening saw the leaked, leaked-ish trailer, teaser, whatever from the Marvels, um, but in that trailer teaser thing, we see Nick Fury on a scroll ship in outer space, and he seems to be fine and living his life, and 
that movie doesn't come out for a while now because it just got pushed back. Um, Yet again. And so now I feel like we're in another we're in another Black Widow position, right? Where like Black Widow was supposed to come out after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but instead it came out. Or no, it was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but instead it came out after. Mm-hmm. So the whole like reveal with Val, um, Cruella La Fontaine, whatever her name yeah. is, um, that reveal was kind of ruined a little bit because we saw her, but we didn't know who she was. And then she says who she is, and we're all still kind of like, I don't, but I, <laughs> you just showed up, like who we don't know who you are. And then they explained who she was very clearly having it to, meant to be before we saw her in the show. We So it was like, oh, man. that. So now I feel like we're getting that with this Nick Fury. We're getting, we're going to see a future, future Nick, Fury. Nick Fury and then past Nick Fury. I don't know. Perhaps. But, I mean, we, we don't know. We do not know. And hopefully we're moving out of our pandemic era where things are being jumbled up for many, many reasons. So maybe maybe it's just that after what appears to be a really harrowing ordeal in Secret Invasion that Nick Fury's like, I'm back, baby. And then he like shaves and puts on his coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's back to normal. It- Sure, maybe maybe that is exactly what happens. I don't know, uh, or or maybe we watch Secret Invasion and the whole time we think it's Nick Fury, and at the end, surprise, it's a scroll. I mean, that's sure uh, <laughs> that could very well be what's happening. Uh, yeah, we I don't know with scrolls around. We don't know what anything is anymore for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything is a lie now. Mm-hmm. Um, so any Marvel thing that you watch could very well later be revealed that mm-hmm. surprise they were all scrolls and it was all fake and this isn't even a real universe. Ah. Um I will say a cool thing that we get from the trailer apart from a very like gloomy looking show um is we see two signs of a super scroll which kind of cool <laughs> could give us some you know I don't know if if anyone listening is a big like Fantastic Four fan, but Super Scroll's a big Fantastic Four bad guy because basically he has a stretchy arm, an invisible leg, a fire arm, and a rock leg or something like that. He basically has like one of each of the <laughs> the Fantastic Four's powers on his arms and legs. And so it's kind of like, oh, are we going to get that? Are we going to get a Super Skull? I mean, in the trailer that we get it looks kind of like he has almost like Groot arms uh he has like a big wooden fist and then another guy shoots like little wooden tendrils so i don't know but i could also see this us getting some sort of nod to the fantastic four which we will get eventually i mean they might introduce the fantastic four in secret invasion we simply do not know that's true it'd be cool it would be cool even if even if we get like pre Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, <laughs> just as like an introduction, you know. Um, so I, I could know. even name drop the family, and everybody be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> happening." <laughs> or the building, the Baxter build, like something. I mean, you know, just this this seems like the easiest way to crumbs. Crumbs is um, all we want. <laughs> speaking of introductions and crumbs, uh, we get another maybe x-men crumb uh we know amelia clark is in the show we Mm -hmm. if you look at imdb she does not show up um but or if they've added her maybe she shows up but it doesn't say who she is they did say on a totally different thing like they confirmed what her character is she's actually a character that we have seen before in captain marvel oh she is, um, there was a young scroll girl who was the daughter of two of the other scrolls that we get to know. I cannot remember their names at the moment. Oh. But Amelia Clark is playing the grown-up version of that little scroll. Interesting. Yes, so. Did they say her name? They did, and I forgot it. <laughs> okay, is it Abigail Brand? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. What is the name? Scroll that Amelia Clark plays. 
Uh, she's playing uh, Talos's daughter, Gaia. Okay, then never mind. Because when I was looking things up <laughs> on Google, it said she will be seen playing the role of Abigail Brand. Abigail Brand is a mutant and an X-Men with the power of pyrokinesis. Ooh. So I thought maybe we're getting an X-Men finally? Or yeah. uh, like... The second Google result says Amelia Clark isn't playing Abigail Brand. In okay, well, infection. all right. Got me, Google. Um, <laughs> tricked me. <laughs> but glad you looked it up because, uh, yeah, I was uh, running on some old material, I guess. Um, okay. None of us well, can keep up. We're not keeping up. Yeah, I know. I know. And all of this could still be fake and it could be she's actually Professor Xavier and they gender swapped. Um, or she's just Daenerys, and she's like, "Guess what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surprise! Crossover. It's the Game of Thrones crossover. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I would probably actually not. I would stop watching. Um, <laughs> he would no longer have a podcast. Yes, he'd be like, mm, "Sorry." In protest of Daenerys I cannot, Targaryen, I cannot do this. A cry, cry. No. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Well, that explains one, or that answers one question that i was thinking of so uh all right well then we know who amelia clark is going to be um we don't know what her role is as far as why she's in the show Mm -hmm. um or who's a good scroll who's a bad scroll or are there bad scrolls are there good scrolls i don't know um i'm interested to see what goes on i'm also interested to see Sort of what the storyline is. Um, Secret Invasion and Secret Wars are like a big storyline in Marvel. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that we're focusing on it in uh, a series and not as a movie, especially since all this Kang stuff is going on and the MCU. So it would be weird to kind of shoehorn Secret Wars or Secret Invasion into Kang stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm interested to see if there will be any crossover between this and movies or not. Uh, I would assume there would probably have to be, but also I don't know because, I mean, we got uh, What If, and that has yet to have any sort of crossover with anything else. So this could just be like a one-off series. Maybe they're just trying like, hey, what if we did like a you know, a couple seasons of this series and it had nothing to do with anything. Well, I mean, what if it's a little bit different, I guess, because it is technically set in different universes. And this one appears to be set in the MCU proper mm-hmm. with our current universe before we have to jump into different ones. So I would think that it has like stuff to do with future projects, but we won't know until we see it. Yep. Womp. And then, and then for another like five years for when it pays off in some way in an MCU movie. So, uh, but yeah, it looks exciting. It looks, uh, it kind of has more of a WandaVision feel than mm-hmm. it does like a She-Hulk feel. Um, There's not a lot of it, whimsy happening. Based yes, on the trailer. no. It's it does seem a little bit darker, a little bit more serious, uh, a little less like goofy, funny marvel so mm-hmm. interested um but that's right around the corner so hope everybody's ready june and july are going to be busy months um they are and yeah we're looking yeah. forward to it and what we are not looking forward to is that we have to wait until september for loki season two to come out that's the word yep. on the street anyway another push well we'll see i'm hoping that eventually the the tables will turn and uh, everything will all of a sudden start coming sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. They wrapped Loki season two last summer. And I understand <laughs> you have to spend some time in post and it's one of the more effects heavy shows, but good gravy. Tom Hiddleston's baby that was not born yet is going to be over a year old when the <laughs> show comes out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what all the effects look like. Hopefully Me too, if but... there's if there's one bad effect, <laughs> it will be like, what were you doing with all that wasted time? Yeah, we gave you forever. We gave you literally <laughs> forever. Uh well, 
my question this week um, is going to be based on our Secret Invasion trailer. Uh, it's going to be, if you were a Skrull, what superhero would you replace on Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know in the comments and listen out for our answers next week. Um, Do we'll we finally answer... start answering them on the show, mostly because <laughs> I don't remember what the question was from I actually... I wrote down the last question. Oh, perfect. In my notes. I wrote it it really big so we wouldn't forget (laughs) it. Okay, so our last question that you posed for us to answer ourselves is what item would we host from the MCU and who would we put on our host squad? Yes. Okay. Okay. Take it away. You go first and then I'll go. Why me? (laughs) I did not. Because I need a second. I I didn't write down an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So... All right. I think the temptation would be to take one of the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I'm worthy or capable of wielding that kind of power. So I think what I would host, the thing I would steal, would be the fancy masks where you can look like anybody else that oh. Black Widow and them use. Because yeah. that's handy for a lot of different situations. <laughs> it is cosmetic. So if I'm ever just not wanting to do makeup, but the mask does all the work for me. I would just, I would wear it every day. I wouldn't leave the house without it. <laughs> um, and as for my heist team, I mean, you got to go with Black Widow because she's a literal spy. I think yep. I would also bring Bucky because he was kind of involved in espionage and secrety type things for a while. <laughs> and... Uh, y'all know I love Loki, but I don't know if I'd trust him enough to be on my high squad because he would probably just heck off to wherever he actually wanted to go. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, Tony. I mean, Tony probably has the tech one. Just hand it over and be like, I don't care. You just take it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we don't have to host this. Yeah. I can make this. <laughs> <laughs> and probably better. Yeah, probably better. Um, okay, mine would be uh, Terrigen Mist. Ooh. Uh, because I would hope that then I would get a mutant ability and Ooh. it would be cool. Um, <laughs> or you would die. <laughs> yes. One of the two. It's a risk, but I'm willing to take it. Um, the squad that I would roll with would be Rocket. Finally. Because I feel like if we got in any sort of trouble, he would be able to figure out a way to get us out. Um, Ant-Man, because... I mean, he can shrink real tiny, so if there's a locked door, he could just go in there and <sighs> pop it open for us. All this talk about hosting, and I never thought of Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and him. then my last person would probably be Kitty Pride because she, could, if there is a wall that no one else can get through, she can just walk through it. Smart. So, yeah. Good That's good my, picks. Heist, my heist squad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to immediately write down the question from this week so I remember it next week. (laughs) So look out for our answers next week. Mm -hmm. Send us your answers on our social media. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Jessica Jones. Yes. And for me taking the pen out of the thing I was going to say about Black Adam. Yes. Yeah, we're going to. That's going to be how we start next week. (laughs) Black Adam update. (laughs) Bye.